So 2023 marks the year that I've officially been training clients online and working with people online on their press handstands for 10 years. That's a full decade now of just working with people online. And not quite yet. I believe it's more towards the summer, more towards the fall that will mark 10 years. But 2023 is now officially working with people online for 10 years. And one of the things that I strive to do is every year I try to gain some new insight on how I can more efficiently work with clients and how I can more efficiently deliver training in a sequence and sequences that are actually extremely powerful and extremely potent. And one of the, one of the things that I learned, especially now, I would say from the era of COVID and then through 2022 and especially through 2022 is that when something is really, when a training plan is really dialed in to a person's body, they have rapid improvements. They have rapid improvements in their practice. And so press handstand is more, and if you've been following me for a while, this, that press handstand is a lot about building movement patterns and less about building sheer strength. Yeah, the strength is important and it's necessary, but building the correct movement patterns is even more important. And so piecing together movement patterns is one of the one of the stumbling blocks for most people. It's just they they haven't yet developed the patterns in their body. And that's really what a press handstand is at its core is it's your body's ability to execute a whole basket, so to speak, of movement patterns all at once. And then you can break that down into kind of smaller components and say, this is what the arms are supposed to do. This is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what the hips are supposed to do. This is what that feels like. This is what the QLs should be doing when they're working correctly. And that's what that feels like. And you can go throughout the body, but for the most part, it's mastering those movement patterns. And one of the things that helped me immensely was especially like when I first started online, like working with people through various programs and various capacities, it was mostly all yoga practitioners. And one of the things that started to help me was, and I this made this shift around 2016-ish or so, 2017, was I started to market a lot of my programs towards people who didn't practice yoga or weren't necessarily like the, the daily go to yoga classes and been practicing for years, but at other backgrounds like weightlifting, athletics, CrossFit, all sorts of different backgrounds, runners. And so you start to see that every person that comes to train, that learns a press handstand comes from a different spot. There's a different point of view. And though where they are currently is just a result of the movement patterns that their body has developed historically. So no matter what it is, your background, no matter what your background is athletically or how you moved your body or how you haven't moved your body, by the way, your brain is always creating movement patterns for itself. You're, it's always creating and the way your brain works is it's a very efficient mechanism. And unfortunately our brain is really smart in some ways and it's really dumb in other ways. And you know, the downside of our brain is that whenever our body moves, 
we tend to, or our brain says, huh, let me create this type of pattern. Let me emboss a new pattern in the body and in the muscles. And let me make, let me just train this specific movement or this specific way of moving, even if it's dangerous. So even if it's, even if it's something that harms you or something that's bad for your back or your shoulder or your leg or your hamstring, whatever that is, your body still creates the pattern. It's still, your brain creates that pattern because the brain recognizes a pattern by repetition. The more you do something, the more your body identifies it as a pattern and the more it starts to create the ease and the pathways for your body to do or create that movement or pattern more easily. And different people with different backgrounds all have different patterns coming in. And so one of the things that I, and this was what really changed, I think a lot, and this is where your perspective can change too, is understand that a lot of, a lot of learning to do a press handstand or a lot of creating a new movement pattern or series of movement patterns means unlearning old ones, which is I have to, I have to like forget the old patterns so that I can then start to create these new ones. And I have to retrain myself in that way. And a really good example is, and is take baseball and golf as, as someone like me, right. Who played baseball when I was a kid and plays golf occasionally now. On the surface, they're very similar movements. You're swinging a bat with your two hands and you're swinging a club with two hands. But once you spend even more than two minutes swinging a baseball bat and swinging a golf club, yeah, you're both swinging an object, but they're, the, the mechanics are very different. And you start to carry over those mechanics from one to the other without realizing that you're doing it. And it's interesting because... It's interesting because for me, having done press handstands for so long and having moved my body in this way for so long, whenever I go and I embark on some kind of different sport or a different kind of movement with my body, it's really apparent which movement patterns are embedded and which aren't. But this is really where a lot like the start, and I, and I can tell you definitively, like this is something that I see with, with a press handstand specifically is that because it's a type of pattern where the skill ceiling is so high and the example of a pattern where the skill ceiling is lower is like brushing your teeth, right? There's not, it's not a really high complex movement. So you can develop that. You can learn that and embody it pretty quickly and you can do it from the start. But when the complexity of the movement is so high, the, de- the degree at which the body creates the pattern has a much smaller margin for error and it takes a little more time because you have to build up to it. It's not something you can just do right away. So a lot of people hit what's called the, their, their, their basically the, their strength ceiling, which is they're, they're completely fine training the strength on their own. Like you can build the different components for it, but the, a press handstand is of the, it's one of the skills where the sum of the parts doesn't necessarily add up to the whole, right? Like you can have all the pieces per se. And, and I see it a lot of time with clients, which is on the surface, they have the strength. On the surface, they have the mobility. On the surface, they may have these things. But what they're doing is they're lacking critical movement patterns 
that block the movement. And though that lack of those lack of movement patterns are the things that actually prevent someone from moving forward into a technical movement. And that's why, and that's why, again, if you've been following me for a while, I I think my stance on this too, which is because sometimes people ask, why not just practice a press handstand over and over? But the issue with that is it's, if you practice it wrong, you build the wrong pattern. So you train your body to do it. And I've seen this too. I've seen this too, where people have developed an over-dependency of the shoulders because they're practicing and they're not lifting. So they develop this over-dependency of the shoulders instead of actually engaging their largest and most, and, and the muscles in the body on your torso that can generate the most strength or have the highest potential for strength, right? And this is where you can look back. This is where you can look in, look back into it and you can say, so let me even take a step back here. On your torso, you've got larger muscles, you've got smaller muscles. And typically for balance and functionality in your body, there's a general rule. And the amount that you use a muscle on your torso is, should be proportional to the surface area of the muscle itself. Basically a fancy way of saying, use your larger muscles more, depend on your larger muscles more, AKA your core muscles, your TVA, and use your smaller muscles less, right? Your shoulders, your traps, et cetera, et cetera. From that, from that point of view, like one of the things that I have really moved away from is, and, and I've seen this now firsthand. So one of the things that I experimented with in 2022 with clients specifically was even more focused movement pattern, movement pattern specific sequences for them and less. So, because actually when you're trying to build movement patterns, if you train anywhere near your body to exhaustion or typically high volume training, you tend to erode your body's ability to create the pattern effectively. Because now when you're tired, the more you train exhausted, the more your body defaults back to its old patterns. So it works counterintuitive towards building a press handstand. So I actually found... And I actually found, and even more so today, what I really like to do with clients is I I like to take even more time to analyze what their background is and the types of patterns they've created. Because what I've seen is that when someone properly addresses their, the movement patterns that they have, and you can see the patterns that kind of hold people back, like whether that's back pain and injury or whatever kind of sport they've played it ultimately ends up being like that main critical thing. Like the inability for someone to stack their hips over their shoulders can be largely dependent on an old pattern that they created maybe through sports. Maybe they played volleyball. Maybe they were a swimmer and they were using their shoulders or they were using their back in the wrong way or their QL in the wrong way. The the focus, the, the focus, and even more so, is on how to create movement patterns in the body that can help address the old ones that pave a new path for someone to properly execute the movements. And that actually means less. And a lot of people who are really hardcore in a training, right? If you're a yoga practitioner, especially, and you're used to doing, and I know there's not very many 90-minute classes, 
anymore. But let's say, for example, you do Ashtanga and you're used to powering through every day and doing that 90-minute practice, that 90-minute training. In a lot of cases, it's too much. It's too much. There's there, You're just exhausting your body and not giving time to improve. Because the, because the thing is, like, the patterns are difficult to build. The strength is easy. Like, it's really easy to build the strength. If someone doesn't have the strength to to do a press handstand, the strength can be built really quickly. And if someone doesn't have the strength, that's an indicator that they're doing something drastically wrong in their, in their training. But this, cause the strength is easy to build. The patterns are what takes the time. So I don't even really focus so much on like strength building from the start. Like I used to pair the two together, but now I've actually made it even more, I, I found it's even more beneficial to do shorter sequences. If you're doing the right thing in 20 minutes a day, you can start to shift your body's ability. You can shift your body's ability to create new patterns and you can create those patterns quickly, quickly and efficiently. But sometimes strength building is actually counterintuitive and it gets in the way of that. So being even more hyper-focused on on overtraining and actually instilling even undertraining in some cases to make sure that the patterns are built because then after after you have those patterns the strength comes very easily it comes very easily and you've got the patterns that back the strength you're building the foundation for a house before you actually start to build the house on top of it and that's really effective and that also makes it a lot more accessible to people who and most of the time too it's like faulty movement patterns or mechanics or what actually have just held they, they hold people back in terms of injuries and chronic pain and that type of stuff, which is just bad patterns. That's what chronic pain is. It's just your body's created bad patterns. And it's another thing I see. Most people have been injured at some point in their life doing something or other. And when your body is injured, it tends to create different patterns, right? If you have, if you pull a back muscle, you learn to walk in a different way because you're catering to that muscle. And if that muscle has been injured for, you know, a few months, like your body creates a new pattern. You don't realize that even after the muscle heals, you're still walking in a different way, which then impacts your leg muscles and impacts your hip flexors and impacts all sorts of other things that that go on. Taking the time to properly reverse those is that's also the ticket to overcoming pain. Because if you've got chronic pain, if you've got back pain, I think the, the message that people sometimes sometimes people lose, especially the ones that haven't followed me for a while that don't really understand kind of the synergy of everything that I teach. But a press handstand is a very powerful tool for overcoming pain. And the reason that is, is because you have to basically clean out and address those older patterns and replace them with newer, healthier patterns, empowering patterns for the body. And that's how you remove pain, right? Patterns. Otherwise, anything you do is just short term. And that can actually be done in 20 minutes per day. Also, because sometimes, and we, we have a lot of clients who just work with us for back pain. They've got like back pain issues. And that's really easy to overcome back pain. Let's just ID the movement patterns that are causing the back pain. And let's train the muscles to work correctly. Because a lot of times when you have pain at the skeletal level, you pain at the skeletal level was brought on by muscular dysfunction, right? by dysfunction at the muscular level. And then dysfunction at the muscular level over time is what leads to deeper deeper pain, skeletal problems, skeletal pain, bones dislodged, a lot of stuff going on in your back, the back especially. Like 
any kind of back and neck and spinal injuries and sciatica and those kind of things started from muscular dysfunction. It did not start, it did not start without muscular dysfunction. Without a T, there was muscular dysfunction in there at some time. And when you address that, you address that problem. That's, that is actually one of the, that's actually one of the, the big takeaways. The, one of the big takeaways is less is more and being specifically targeted on to things, being targeted on very unique movement patterns is, and that's why the more, it's funny because the more I, the more that I work with people, the more I see so many different unique scenarios. And for me, the approach is fun because everyone has a slightly different path to get to the same end goal. And their body just is, their, their body is just, their, their body is just very different. And you have to take those things into account because another thing too, that I find, and, and I'm guilty of this at times too, because I love training is that when people overtrain, it tends to lead to injuries. And when you get injured, from when you get injured from training, you it throws you back more than anything else. Doing doing two hour long training sessions or in, even an intense hour for developing the skill for a press handstand is too much. It's too much, and you have to just scale that back to ensure that your body has the time to build the patterns effectively, and then you can start to build that. In from there. So that's a big, and for me, that's what I'm double, that's what I'm doubling down on with clients in 2023 is, is less effect, less sheer training volume, but more effective training volume that focuses more directly on addressing the movement patterns from the start. Because the strength is built. Like in, in my experience, like once somebody has the movement patterns, they build the strength easily. Like they build the strength easily and then it's a functional strength that, that prepares them for the movement. So it's taking the time to really go in and uh, taking the time to really go in and learn those patterns. And then for yourself as a practitioner, like for, for yourself as a practitioner, there is things that, cause a lot of people, when they're training for a press handstand, it's very strength oriented, meaning oh, I just feel like I need to build more strength. But 99, 99 times out of a hundred, like that's the easy part. And that's, that's why it becomes, it, it becomes difficult, right? Like you get stuck. That's why so many people plateau is because they have been training just nothing for strength. And, and it's really easy, right? If you get on, if you get on uh, like YouTube and search for press handstand, like a lot of it is all just strength building or their drills, which are, which a lot of the drills are technically advanced that your body can't, it, it's a movement pattern in and of itself to execute the drill. So it comes down to first kind of building those, those individual, those individual things. And then the, the, the second the, the moving on it, my, the second thing I've realized more and more with people is that I like to adopt the mentality, which is make haste slowly. And what that means is you have to pr approach training the body with the proper mindset. Hence, I have a whole 
a whole podcast called Mindset Daily that I started this year. It's in the show notes. You can check it out. But having the right mindset and to give yourself the space to actually evolve and actually develop and actually grow is so critical when learning a new technical skill, right? Like press handstand is a highly technical skill and you have to go into it with the understanding that it's going to take hundreds of tries, thousands of failed attempts, thousands of exercises and minutes you're putting into it. And oftentimes with no return right away, like with no return, because I find the the biggest form of self-sabotage that people put themselves through when it comes to press. And I see this because all of my clients have different mindsets, obviously. The ones that tend to be really impatient and you have to slow them down are the ones that actually move, they actually move slower, right? Because they're constantly knocking on the door of their redlining constantly to get there quicker. And sometimes you don't see progress for a couple of weeks, but you're doing the right things and you're building the right patterns in order to make it happen. And then the ones who do the best are the ones who have that, the, like the mindset of patience, which is give yourself the patience to change and continue to do the right things and build that foundation slowly. So for, for building movement patterns specifically, there's a patience level that's involved because of the complexity, but it's like going 110% when you're trying to build movement patterns is actually detrimental to building the movement patterns because you're working in the zone of exhaustion, but being at 70% or 80% is far better. 70% is ideal. And then over time, as you build that up a month or two down the line, you say, look, if I just train at 70%, I build the patterns. And then my, my, my 70%, or I should say this, is your 110% today becomes your 70% next month. So if you're just patient, you can grow into that, but it's giving yourself the space to realize no matter how talented somebody is, I've never seen them do a press handstand on their first try. No one. So you have to take the time to build that up. You have to build and build and build and build and realize, okay, if I can approach it with the right mindset and I can approach it from a place of curiosity versus a, a place of self-judgment. Like sometimes people tend to approach their training with like self-judgment, which is, oh man, I'm really bad at this. Or I'm comparing myself to what I see on Instagram or all these other people who look beautiful. It tends to th- throw them off their game a little bit versus instead saying, you know what? I'm just going to focus on building at my pace and I'm going to focus on continuously developing the right movement pattern so that I can do it right. And then I don't have to worry about getting injured and I don't have to worry about competing, quote unquote, against everybody else, but approach it with curiosity. What can I learn, right? Every, every stumbling block, which is every stumbling block is an opportunity to learn more. It's curious, be curious. What can I learn about my body? What did I learn? And then as a direct, as overcoming it, What's my takeaway, right? What's the distinction there from learning? And that also gives you the tools to realize, look, I'm not just changing my body anatomically. I'm changing it on a deeper level. And I understand why that's creating my body to change. So those are two. And I think also, right, as my, as my training 
as my training methodology matures and going on and on, you start to realize too that mindset is critical in helping people to stay in the game. Like staying in the game is the most important part. It's the most important part of it is being in, being dialed in to, I'm in it for the long haul, right? Which is not like a flash in the pan thing or learn the skill in a week and be done. It's building the foundation properly and taking the amount of time necessary, but then also training in the right way. That's the, that's really the big takeaway of all of this is like, you can build in a, a ton of strength, a ton of strength in just 20 to 25 minutes of training per day, a lot of strength. And that's how you build the patterns to most efficient, to, to most effectively and efficiently get towards a press handstand, because there's a lot of patterns you got to build and you can build them by doing by doing less, right? And a press handstand is really one of those things where less is more. Less is more and slowing down and moving slowly is speed. And it's very paradoxical, but that's what it is. That's what it takes for to build that, to build it the right way and to build it in a sustainable way without beating yourself up, right? Without in re-injuring injuring the body. That's all I've got for you on today's show. I hope that was helpful. I hope you learned some new things. You can find me on Instagram. My my Instagram is in the show notes. You can check it out there. You can share it, tag me in a story, shoot me a DM if you've got questions. And if you are interested in working with us in Body Breakthrough, you can go to www.theaustinacademy.com slash apply, or you can just shoot me a DM and I'll get you over the the, the, the proper links and things you need. All right, so that's all I've got for you on today's show. Have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.